Welcome to Fragmented, an Android developer podcast where we talk about building good software and becoming better Android developers. I'm Don Felker. And I'm Kaushik Gopal. Welcome to the show. So Kaushik, how you doing? I am doing good. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. I think I'm still recovering from a, uh, a turkey hangover. <laughs> that's good, that's good. How big was the turkey? Was it enough to knock you all out? Uh, it's a, a kind of a normal sized turkey. My, uh, a lot of my family eats vegetarian normally, but we had some family that was in town that wasn't vegetarian. So this time I had some turkey, but probably the first time I've had turkey in probably six or seven years. Ah, interesting. How about you? How was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was fun, low key. A uh, lot of changes coming for me uh, next week. So trying to get all of that in order. <laughs> Oh, yes, indeed. So what did you do this this last week? Did you do anything fun? Hmm, there was this conference that Google organized for us Android developers, and I guess we should chat about that. I think that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Android Dev Summit. This was the first conference that Google organized specifically for Android developers. Yeah, I know that both of us uh, attended one way or another. I attended virtually. I was not able to make it because I was in... Uh, Mountain View last week for the Android GDE Summit and just couldn't have couldn't stay the extended time for various reasons. But I was there virtually for about at least half of it, I think. And but you were there actually physically, weren't you? This is in Mountain View, which is five minutes or eight minutes from my current home. So it was fun. Yeah, I mean, I definitely attended both days. It was a lot of fun. Got to meet a bunch of our usual Android developers, a bunch of the guests who have come to the show friends, amazing Android developers, and also, more importantly, many of the Android engineers who work on the actual framework. So that was a lot of fun. You know, from my side of the fence, I didn't get to, of course, I didn't get to meet all these people. But what I did get to do, of course, because it was streamed live and as a tangential thing here, I kind of feel that more conferences are going this way where you're going to have everything streamed live if possible uh, because of people who can't make it from around the world. And it's probably one of the best things that that I've I've been a part of is when I'm part of these virtual conferences. Uh, I was in the chat room for the conferences throughout the day, and it was nice because I was actually able to. Uh, some people said, "Hey, you know, thanks for doing the podcast," and I was able to interact with some of the fans of the podcast and also just discuss Android topics with people from all over the world. Some people it was two o'clock in the morning, some people it was eight o'clock at night, and so I think it was very nice. And I'm super grateful that Google actually streamed these live and. They're actually all available online now, too. And Google did a phenomenal job with the live streaming and uh, the recording. Like Even after the live stream, the sessions are basically, all of them are up at this point. So if you go on YouTube, you can actually find almost all of the sessions up there. So there was no choking of the stream. It didn't go down. There was no simultaneous Chinese translation going on. <laughs> no truck traffic. <laughs> you know, if, like, What do you mean by no, tra- no truck graphic? What do you mean by that? So Apple, I think it was a recent WWDC event. They, I mean, It was actually the big one. I think the, either the one they released Apple Watch or some huge device. So in that, basically the live stream had, it was like a buckle. There was a lot of <laughs> problems and there was like this weird truck graphic kind of thing that was shown. There was simultaneous translation happening in Chinese when, uh, yeah, when Tim Cook and some of the other executives were giving their keynote. So 
uh, some problems there. <laughs> oh wow! I, I did not. Uh, thankfully, I did not see that, and that was not the case with the Google one. It was very smooth. Oh, definitely. Google was like, yeah, spot on. They did an amazing job with the live stream. I guess that's their forte, right? Also, more importantly, the coffee was amazing. Like there were they during the coffee breaks, they got this uh, coffee from a place here uh, called Phil's Coffee, which is pretty famous here in California. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Like, yeah, so good. Having good coffee for developers is basically like the instant way to capture everyone's attention. Definitely, it keeps, it keeps you awake. And because sometimes at conferences, you know, you can kind of. If you're comfortable in a chair and the, the temperature's just right and you can kind of just, I've seen it when I'm speaking on stage too, someone will just kind of like fall asleep or something. <laughs> <laughs> so good coffee is good to good for developers. Keep them awake, keep them active. So this is the first time that Google has actually organized an Android related conference, which is it's pretty cool. And this is not only, this isn't the only one that they've done in regard, regards to a technology specific conference, because I think the week before was the uh, the Chrome Dev Summit, where they just completely deep dove into various pieces of Chrome and the Chrome technologies. Uh, that was one I also wanted to do, but I, you know, I can't make three trips out to Mountain Dew from the East Coast. It just <laughs> doesn't make sense when you have family. Interesting. Yeah, the Chrome Dev Summit, I, it didn't come onto my radar up until the very end. So I was actually surprised that was also held. I think during one of the fireside chats, uh, Stephanie uh, Cutwardson, like uh, she's one of the uh, people from Google who also gave the keynote along with Dave Burke. Uh, they asked, mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I mean, are people excited and interested?" And I just want to say, like, from the bottom of our hearts, double thumbs up. We loved having just this Android developer conference. In fact, I felt it was a better experience than even Google I/O. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. I think there was some people even that said it said on Twitter that uh, this <laughs> that was kind of snarky comments that were this is Google's attempt at saying sorry for Google I.O. for Android developers. So I kind of felt like there was some truth in that. And I kind of, uh, I know that I actually had written a blog post a couple of years back asking if saying is, is Google I.O. worth it? Uh, because when I had gone at the time, I didn't feel like I got much out of it other than the networking, but the technical content was very, very shallow. And I feel that just wa- watching some of the, the, um, the sessions for the Android Dev Summit online, even just the other night on my TV to the Chromecast, uh, I was just so much more information was just funneled down. Like I actually had to go get a notebook and like, all right, bookmark, you know, this time, go back and rewatch it because I'm going to forget that and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if the folks from Google, you're listening and you're asking for feedback, double thumbs up. And where was this located at? Was it at, was it at Google or, because I mean, I was virtual, so I don't know. Where was it at? Oh, so this was held in the Computer History Museum here in Mountain View, which is actually a beautiful location. There's a lot of history <laughs> i mean truly there's a lot of history in the museum it's a beautiful place uh the only one uh problem i would say is it's a tad bit cramped it's a much smaller uh venue than say some of the bigger locations they've held conferences at but i guess it was also sort of like them trying to get a sense of how how many people were there and like since it was the first time but all in all i think it was done very well and google like they took care of all the facilities it was Amazing. Like they had shuttles going from the Caltrain station. They had even childcare for a lot of the attendees. So, I mean, in terms of facilities and location, venue, I think they had it down. It was amazing. It was done well. And there were just like mainly two conference rooms, primarily one hall where like most of the sessions were held. So that was also done well, unlike in I.O. where there were like pockets here and there and you were confused where to go. And <laughs> that was, yeah, 
yeah, I shouldn't get started on that, but that was not so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how many people were there? Do you know? I, I know, I think they sold out, but I have no idea how many people were at the event. Do you have any I, idea? I'm not too sure, actually. I don't have an idea of the number, but yeah, like you said, definitely it was sold out. Uh, I know many people who wanted to get in, but couldn't. So clearly it was, it was like, it was like till the brim. There were many people there. Cool. So should we hop into some of the stuff that was announced for, for the listeners? Yeah, let's do it. So the very first one was Android Studio 2.0. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, uh, which is, it's actually interesting. I was exposed to this about a week prior when I was at uh, the Android GDE summit. So, uh, we had given, we're, shown some of this stuff but not all of it so even watching the android dev summit some of it was i'd even say half to two-thirds of it was new to me the so on android 2.0 android studio 2.0 they've basically been able to increase the build speeds uh basically down to like was it 2.5 times the one thing that really interested me was that they actually are developing and unfortunately haven't released it yet there is a next gen emulator that has is in development that hopefully should be released soon now, the emulator is supposedly much, much faster, has additional features like network throttling, location spoofing, uh, drag and drop APK, resizing like Jenny Motion uh, style. Um, and it's so much faster from what they're saying uh, that it's even possibly faster than Jenny Motion. So I'm interested to see what that means because I've been a Jenny Motion user since it's come out and bought a professional license and will continue to do so until something like this does come out. So interested to see what happens. Uh, furthermore, one of the additional things that can happen is now you can actually run all your test types together. So if you hopefully are unit testing and integration testing, you'll know that you have your Android test, which is basically your instrumentation tests, you know, sometimes called integration tests. And that's going to be in the Android test folder. And then you have your unit tests, which are inside of the test folder. Again, unit tests are not integration tests or two different types of things. And if you wanted to run one test, you had to run it in the integration test um, drop down inside the build variance panel inside of Android Studio. And if you want to run unit tests, you had to change that to unit test and run your unit tests. You couldn't run them together. And also this affected like some refactorings inside of IntelliJ or Android Studio. If you changed the method name, it would change it in the current uh, class paths. So it would change it in the integration test, but wouldn't change it in the unit tests and, and so forth. So there's a bunch of things that would kind of get all wonky there. Now you can actually run all those test types together. So you can run all of your tests uh, or your refactorings will perform across those different types of testing and so forth. So that's super useful. And I believe that it's based off of IntelliJ 15, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the changes uh, from IntelliJ 15 like came into 2.0. They really took care of testing this time. Like There were a lot of suggestions and yeah, we go into it when we talk about some of the sessions. Definitely. There was something else that also recently came out that I know that you're already using. Um, and that's called? Instant Run. And this was basically what got the whole crowd on their feet and like cheering and <laughs> everyone was like super thrilled. And in the actual keynote, uh, they show a demo of what this means. And by instant run, essentially what they've done is you can make incremental changes to uh, your project and the changes are almost instantly. Well, I mean, it's not really instantly, but given how much time we anyway wait today for having our changes go on, uh, it seems like it's instant. Relatively, it's instant. <laughs> so with the recent releases of Android Studio, like I think 1.5, I've noticed that even if you make changes to XML files, like 
and redeploy your application, it is still pretty fast. But what they've done is they've sort of adapted that change uh, to also class files, which is the huge problem. So if you change a Java file, any Java file, usually what would happen was it would rebuild the whole APK, deploy it onto the emulator or your device. And usually that that feedback loop is uh, pretty long. And usually the, the running joke is, well, okay, it's time to switch to Twitter and like, you know, finish that feed, see all my notifications every time you hit the bill because it usually takes that long. Uh, so this will dramatically increase uh, developer productivity and <laughs> decrease uh, probably social media engagement given how fast this thing is. <laughs> I actually got it running with our main project uh, with Instacart and it works. I know it is still in alpha stage, so I don't know if it's fair to recommend everyone jump onto this wagon just yet because you will see some flakiness. And I know a couple of our uh, friends at the Android Dev Summit, like when they try to run it on their main work projects and have it running, they ran into some issues. So your mileage may vary, but this is coming and this is amazing. This is probably one of the best features ever. So instant run. Definitely see the demo. It's pretty impressive. Have you worked with JRebel at all? I've heard of JRebel and during the very initial alpha stages, I did try running it, but it was... Yeah, it wasn't that pleasant because obviously at that point as well, it was very early. But I have heard some other people have decent luck. And I think the technology, or I think the problem they're solving is very similar to Instant Run. So I kind of, again, like the emulator, what does that mean for Motion? Like what does Instant Run mean for companies like JRibble? So it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. <laughs> the good thing is that there are options out there now. Before there was not many. And it seems now that developers are have more options, which in turn, makes it a lot easier to decide what's better uh, and kind of pushes the market forward. So that's good. So there was one session, uh, I don't remember exactly which one, but it's the one in with uh, Xavi, like, you know, Xavier, who works, who's a lead on the Android Studio team. Yep. He mentioned, like, what, how exactly the, the build chain, the sequence of processes that happened. And it's actually pretty complex because the common question for everyone was, well, what, what about third-party libraries that do some sort of like manipulation for example retro lambda and like a couple of the other ones the takeaway was they all should work if they're adhering to like the regular protocols and i know they are working they have changed certain things with gradle and the build system to sort of provide this mechanism essentially what happens is there's a certain phase where you can plug in third-party components and indicate to gradle saying hey this is where you do like my manipulations and all that kind of good stuff so you can have that running so kotlin Retro Lambda, all these uh, languages basically that have a very core part to play in the compilation of your project, they're making, they're providing a mechanism to do it. They didn't clearly say that, yes, it is possible now or, I mean, clear because they're not in control of those projects, but they said that they are thinking about those angles. The other release was the new GPU profiler. And this is like, I don't work with this as much now, but again, in terms of like demos, this is like really cool. I would really suggest people actually go through all the sessions, especially the ones that we're pointing out, because I think it's pretty informative, especially as Android developers. Even if you don't directly work on things that necessarily will, it won't change your workflow today. Uh, It is something that's very good to know. So there's a whole bunch of sessions that happened at uh, the Android Dev Summit, and you can actually see the schedule. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes, but it's basically at androiddevsummit.withgoogle.com schedule. And 
we're not gonna be able to cover all of them because there actually there's there's quite a few in here uh, because it spanned two days and uh, and so forth. But there were quite a few that we did like and wanted to talk about. And the first one that I wanted to talk about is Android Studio for experts. <laughs> this is was I'm rarely blown away by like demos and and stuff like that, but this one kind of blew me away with how much content was shoved into this presentation. It was you could tell that they had they had practiced it, they had prepared for it. They the way that they had presented the material was very honed in. Um every, like, there was no wasted time. There, everything was actionable and in short, what they they showed you how to do was how to use certain refactorings that you may not have known about before, how to use XML string manipulation, how to do these replacements that normally you would do kind of clunky with, you know, the replace mechanism and maybe some regex support. They show you how to, you know, use annotation support. And it just goes deep and deeper and deeper. All these uh, shortcut keys, everything. I've been using IntelliJ since 2011, I think it was, maybe 10. And... I feel that I'm a, a fairly intermediate to advanced user of IntelliJ. I have I know a lot of the ins and outs of it, and they dove into stuff that I had no idea was even in Android Studio or the IntelliJ platform at all. Uh, and to me, I recent to me this is a a session that should be required uh, viewing for every Android developer out there. If you run a team, if you're part of a company, um, your manager, or maybe even a senior dev on the team, take this. This talk, which we have the, the link in the show notes, and buy everyone lunch. Get, get a pizza and pull everyone in the conference room and just put this on the overhead and watch it for lunch or spend you know, a morning watching it with the team. Everybody on the team will get something out of it, and it'll be worth every single moment of your time. It was a great talk. Absolutely. And everyone loves developer tools, right? Like Developer mm-hmm. tools, improvements are like – it's basically developer crack. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's so easy to get people like really excited about changes here. And I think Tor and his team really stole the show. Like this is one session that, I mean, I wouldn't mind going and watching more than once just because there were so many quick, really immediate tips that you can use. Like you mentioned the structural search and yes. uh, replace. Amazing. And how you can like automatically convert them to warnings. And oh, wow, this is, yeah, a lot of the stuff is amazing. A lot of these things also came down with IntelliJ 15. So many of those advancements came in. Like you said, 100% agreed. You should watch this with your team. And in fact, I was talking to a couple of friends at Dev Summit and they said, well, they're going to make it required watching for anyone new who's entering into (laughs) the company. I was watching it. And as a speaker myself, uh, I was watching them perform this. And I thought, like, wow, they put a lot of time into making sure that there was just no waste of time. They weren't building the application. The debuggers were like already attached and it, it everything was just there. And they would just boom, next, next tip, boom, next tip, boom, next tip cloud, you know, it'd be a, a really nice one. And, and the, the crowd would go wild and then on the next tip and just amazed at, at the level of production. So good job, Google. Double thumbs up, Google. And especially the tools team. These guys like killed it with the session. Speaking about sessions that we really, really like the one on testing, both Don and I are huge fans of testing. Our very first episode was on testing. And these are some of the folks who brought in Espresso. Great engineers. And I got a chance to meet some of them. They're super smart people. I know they're they they're very active in listening to the community and taking feedback in. So this is Jose, Stefan, and Jan Flix or Jan Felix. I'm very sorry. These three guys, excellent session. 
during the sessions also they pointed to the google samples that they've been actively updating and mm-hmm. there's this app that they have now called topika which is t o p e k a we'll add a link again to uh, that in the show notes when you ask new people uh, hey is there like any project that's released by google that i can go and see have they done like a sample android project where i can look and learn usually google io is where people used to point to but for many reasons google io was not the one that if you're a core developer you would point people to because the testing coverage was not that good and like you know there were things done probably in a not very streamlined fashion uh it was a great resource up until now but now this app android topika is probably the one we should be recommending to everyone so if you want someone mm-hmm. who's like coming on new and wants to see how a good app is with good tests good coverage sensible tests a whole bunch of these things you should definitely uh look at this. these two sessions just regardless of what we say go and watch these sessions you will definitely benefit from watching these sessions i can't speak enough about a good sample project uh that's one of the reasons years ago i created android bootstrap uh that was back when action bar sherlock was popular and people were just getting into dagger and i had kind of put everything together and that's why i created it, it was just like a reference app like here's how you can make everything work together and i know that jake wharton's done the same thing with u2020 but it's nice to actually have one that's from google that says look here's an app that we've built that kind of follows all of our patterns and practices now i do i keep my fingers crossed and i hope that they keep updating it and i hope that it or the community keeps updating it uh so it does keep that you know cutting edge development and and so forth so that would be very nice so i'm excited to see it another session that uh i started watching that was that was very interesting is a session by roman gee and and chet haas it's called developing for android the naughty bits and it's basically a you know a video session of their medium series and medium is you know if you go to medium.com it's a you know a blogging type of platform but uh chet and the tools team have been basically putting together a list of things that you know traditional java developers might do that's okay in the traditional java sense but are actually kind of bad to do on android and they kind of talk about all these different tips throughout various posts and we'll put a link in the show notes for the link to this medium series so it's a series of posts but this video kind of talks about these things uh and it's just a great uh they're all Roman and, and Chet are also very uh, informative, but also very fun to watch. So you'll enjoy watching the talk and also learn a, a lot of great stuff too. Yeah, their on-screen chemistry is legendary. <laughs> yeah, it is. They do a really good job on stage. Uh, this was a pretty in-depth session, though, and like the one interesting learning that we got from this session is if you shake your phone really hard, it actually performs better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't make too much sense. Watch the session, and you'll understand mm-hmm. what I'm referring to. Yeah, that was all over Twitter right after they said that. Twitter just blew up. I'm going to shake my phone. It's not working. <laughs> okay, speaking about other sessions that uh, we enjoyed, usually, and this was like one of those sessions that I, I made sure I was there like for every single minute of it, is the fireside chats. So they had two. One was on day one, and that was with the framework team. And on day two, they had it with the tools and uh, testing folk. Uh, so the fireside chats, I think, are the best opportunities for you to understand the direction at which Google is going not necessarily just because of the answers that they give but also like you know because these are real human beings these are the the people who work on the platform and they are the ones who make the biggest decisions of what goes in what doesn't go in how we should sort of change the product i think it's super important to just 
watch these fireside chats because just from the way they respond to questions you know you can use you some of that you can gauge where things are going for example one of the earlier fireside chats from IO i got a sense quickly that they're going to kill eclipse they didn't outright say it, <laughs> but you know they were like oh no android should we we think this is like a very interesting idea so we're going to like explore that i knew eclipse's days were numbered and of course in this one they actually did like outright come up and say oh wait we already deprecated eclipse look at all the great stuff we've been doing with android studio you should be using android studio so many of these hints like they won't maybe come outright and say it but and they take open questions and this isn't filtered in any way so people come outright and ask like direct questions hey when am i going to get java 8 hey what's up with <laughs> obviously you're not necessarily going to get answers cuz obviously google has to be careful about what they say uh, in public but you can get because these are engineers these are like folks like us who basically want to essentially just work and make the platform better so you can get a sense quickly of uh from their answers on the direction so always the fireside chats are the most interesting so you should definitely watch that did you see the uh did you see the the android developers twitter account they posted this is the actual text it says in quotes we have actually deprecated eclipse end quote and then in in ast in asterisk they put drops mic. <laughs> it's a we'll put a link in the show notes for that. But I saw that come through my Twitter feed. I just started cracking up. Yeah, it was so funny. So definitely. And speaking of that, there there's something that's changed over at Google's developers. Uh, I don't know if it's who runs the Twitter account, but something recently changed, and the account has gotten a lot more personable and, and even kind of funny. You know, one of the tweets just recently says, one, breathe, two, go here, and it takes us to a to a link, three, repeat. And they're just like, they're kind of just having more fun with the developer community. And it makes, makes it feel like Android is much more personal than just kind of like this walled garden of Google. So it's very interesting. Check out the uh, Twitter account, twitter.com slash Android dev, and you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Thumbs up. Approval on making the social media accounts more personal. Okay, so those are our top sessions, but there were again, there were a bunch of amazing talks. I know, like Eat, uh, Eat and Chat gave the one on Recycler View and animations. There was also they gave a repeat of their Android application architecture. Uh, this one was with Eat and Adam. Again, all these talks were like really great talks. And if you haven't seen some of these talks from IO, I would definitely recommend you watch these versions of it because obviously it's more refined and. Uh, what was the other talk there was one data binding i think and i really liked the way they uh the the data binding talk this is the one with eat and george amount uh, mm-hmm. what i really liked about the way they uh conducted this session was it was because there were two of them on stage and eat played like you know this bad cop good cop kind of thing and so they brought up the feature of data binding and usually as developers <laughs> unfortunately sometimes we tend to be skeptical and like we start to shoot things down like cuz you know we've been working closely with these things and we keep saying oh but what about a but what about b and what what happens if a and b happen and then c happens so it was playing this bad cop and he was like oh wait what about that problem with data binding wait boilerplate sucks i mean like what about this so i thought it was a much more interesting way of actually conducting this session because traditionally they come out and say oh data binding is amazing data binding is the most beautiful thing on earth you should use data binding look at what you can do with data binding but they never talk about like you know the negatives outright uh but they actually took that route and thumbs up again for i really like that mechanism of conducting the session because it's exactly the things that you and i as a developer would immediately sort of think 
It's interesting that you actually bring up this actual the data binding talk because uh, I liked that they were exposing the pros and the cons and you know all the various edge cases that you might get into and and how you would handle them and, and it wasn't you know all you know puppy dogs and rainbows but um, one thing I tell you the truth though in, in my opinion like I had a hard time watching that talk and I actually turned it off um, when I was watching it remotely and and the reason for that is is because to me, they felt like they were like forced into these roles. Like, here's what you're going to do, and here's how you're going to talk about it. And like, to me, it just felt like they were they didn't like it didn't flow naturally. Is what I'm trying to say. And I kind of got I started focusing on that. I'm like, oh, they, this guy's going to ask this, and this guy's going to ask that, and then all of a sudden, I wasn't even paying attention to the code. And I was like, okay, I got to come back and look at this later. So it's interesting. I like that what they were doing. I just feel like they could have I don't know maybe been a little bit more polished, but. I'm all for trying something new. So that was that's interesting that we both have a different take on that one. So thumbs up and one maybe thumbs down. So <laughs> neutral, but <laughs> definitely the approach was the the approach was very interesting. I I I liked that they took this approach and maybe they should try these kind of interesting asides. They they tried many different things, like you said again with the Android, um, the advanced Android uh, Studio talk. Like they had these snippets and they quickly went in. Like they tried something different. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I mean, that was great. You can see that they really thought about making this interesting and yeah, double thumbs up for the efforts. So you, you'd covered some of them here. And so if we haven't, you know, listeners, if we haven't convinced you that this is something you need to go check out, um, let me just, I'm going to take about 20 seconds here and I'm just going to, going to list off some of the topics that are just for these two, this two day sessions here that are all online and I'm just going to kind of run through them. So hopefully one of these grabs your attention and, kind of pulls you in that direction. So here we go. Uh, they have Android application architecture, respecting user attention with notifications, secrets to game success on Google Play. So that one seemed kind of interesting. Keep it secret and keep it safe. How you can kind of keep your user data safe and secure. Android textual layout. The Android textual layout was pretty good because it, I mean, it was it was interesting because it was by Raf Levin and he's the person who built Roboto. I mean, he didn't build, but I mean, he's the one who created Roboto and open sourced it. And he's been with the font ever since. So that was interesting to watch as well. Nice. Uh, then they have recycler view, like you had stated, uh, that Chet, is, Chet does. Um, there's also some support library stuff with Chris Baines and Adam Powell. So lots mm-hmm. of good information there. Uh, another one here, which is also important, which is the Mother May I, which is where they cover how to ask for permissions and so forth. Then we also have what's new in Android Studio. So that's kind of the high-level talk, which is with Tor Norby, uh, Xavier, and Jamal. Yep, that's day two, right? Yep, that's this is all in day two here stuff, and the data binding stuff, which we just talked about. Uh, there's also a, some new user identity and sign-in stuff with Google. So that was kind of kind of interesting. Uh, In-depth look at the Android build system. You can look at another one about app standby and dozing. Uh, of course, the Android testing that we talked about. Media playback, then uh, the experts one that we already looked at, and uh, some stuff for Android testing, Fire Chat, and so forth. And then there's a bunch of other ones that are also in there too, like some office hours, and uh, there's also some some code labs. Did you do any of the code labs, Kashuk? I I mean I didn't do any of the code labs there because I'm usually very lazy like that <laughs> at <laughs> conferences. I just have more fun chatting with people and like you know maybe watching the sessions up they what google did do was they were kind enough to give all attendees like a usb drive with the code labs and also they had like a version of android studio everything down there so you could get quick and up and running without having to like download anything over the network so that was pretty cool nice 
I did go back and look at some of the core labs and they are very interesting. Uh, there was one that I could have sworn I saw even before it uh, was presented here, like the MVP core lab. Have you seen this one? No, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, there was one, and I think it's pretty interesting. There, so we we can probably add a link because all of this now is available online. Uh, we have links to both of these uh, in our show notes. It's code-labs.io, and there's also like a direct link to uh, in GitHub, and it's just Google Code Labs. So uh, listeners can have a look at that as well. I think it was done pretty well, so we should definitely give that a whirl. Definitely. I think it's the, the code labs. Um, I know when I went to IO a few, a couple of years ago, uh, I did some of the code labs there when it was no sessions I wanted to go watch and, and actually, you know, just learn about Polymer and all kinds of different stuff. So it was good to see different, uh, different languages and different platforms. But here, a lot of the stuff is strictly for Android, which is tons of good information. And you know, also, if you look back at the Topeka app, you can use that as another reference too, which is really awesome. Yep. I think that covers it. We've touched all these sessions. Any final thoughts on Android Dev Summit? The only final thought that I can say is make that if you say that you don't have time to do this, you do have the time. Make some time. Don't watch, you know, pull up your Chromecast or your laptop at home. Spend the time watching these sessions. This has probably been the best hardcore Android content that Google's put out in a while. So really do yourself a favor and, and watch it. Absolutely. And I would actually pay to go for this conference instead of paying for IO. If you really are sort of thinking again, this, the next time, one mild apprehension I have is now that this was so useful, the next time I know for a fact, this is going to be really hard to get in, just like how IO is at this point. But a suggestion for the listeners, if you hear of this Android Dev Summit the next year, hopefully they asked for feedback and like people said, hey, are you going to conduct this again? Because one thing that really did mildly annoy some people was this was held during the week of Thanksgiving, and so many people were not able to make it. Uh, but I think they definitely took feedback, and they said if they do organize it next time, they'll consider it. So I really do hope Google organizes this again. And folks, listeners, you should try to grab a ticket. It's just 100% worth it. Like No question at all. Complete agreement with that, Grants. All right. That's it for the show, folks. You can read the show notes for this episode and all the other episodes that we've put out at fragmentedpodcast.com. We also attach the show notes with the episode directly, so you should be able to pull it up as you listen with your podcast player of choice. If you want to get in touch with either Don or myself, Twitter is usually the best way. The Twitter handle for our show is fragmentedcast. Don is a Don Felper, that's two N's, and I'm at Kaushik Gopal. Thanks for listening, and we will see you in the next episode.